good evening, Rabbi. Because if that's the Pacific Ocean, the sun can only set in it, not rise in it. I feel obligated to point that out. Uh, and hello again, Katie. Hello. Thank you so much for coming back. Uh, in the last episode of our uh, series, you mentioned how some things can be interpreted as good or bad, and you gave an excellent example of that. Could you share it with us? Yes. So I understand the rabbi saying that everyone's intention or action is, or action, not intention, is, is neutral. But whatever your action is can put either good or bad in the world. Like if I were to go and buy someone's groceries for them, they would feel good. That would be something that puts good into the world. But if I go and I punch someone in the face, that would be bad. It would make them feel bad. See, Katie, you have it absolutely backwards. If you buy me groceries, then why should I bother work or earn money? Someone's going to give it to me. Remember the expression, if you give a person a fish, they eat one meal. But if you teach a person to fish, then they feed themselves for a lifetime. So in Judaism, we have tzedakah, which is not charity. It means doing the right thing. And it means you don't give things. You help people to become independent. And some of the best things that happened to me because I was beaten up as a child, I was bullied. And that greatly affected my choice of occupation and what I did. So at the time it seemed really bad and terrible because that's how I understood it. But when I look at my life experiences and my schooling and I would refer to people to the Jesuit rabbi episode to learn about my life. I realized that at the time I understood and saw bad and a bad outcome. As I look at my life, I go, wait a minute, that was an event that at the time I felt uncomfortable, bad and in pain. However, when we step back, it, it was instrumental in my becoming who I am. So, so, Rabbi, are you playing the old uh, the Lord works in mysterious ways card? It's all part of God's plan. I would, in Judaism, we do have a concept of beshert, of plan or fate. However, we don't elevate it and we don't use it. The basis in Judaism is free will. Individuals have the will to do. And God set the rules. God gave us the Ten Commandments, the 613 mitzvot, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, gave us the words of Gandhi, of the Buddha. There's all kinds of revelation that God has given that say, this is the best way to behave. It'll lead to good things for more people. You have a choice. Know that your actions can cause things to be disrupted, can make people's lives miserable. That's your choice. You're choosing to make people's lives miserable and to, to cause someone else to, to suffer, okay? However, each of us as individuals has to look and say, where is my suffering coming from? What is, what is the actual source? Is it how I view it? Is it physical? How does motivation come into this? I mean, 
to use Katie's example, when she buys groceries for someone, is she trying, does it matter that she's trying to be helpful? If I punch you in the face, is it, is it all right if I say, well, uh, this is for your own good, Rabbi? Actually, Joe, both of those things you're doing for you, not for me. We do a lot of things because we think other people want it. Remember, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And often we do things to make ourselves feel better. And then we say, oh, I helped them or I did something for them. Let's go back to tzedakah in Judaism. I was watching on the news all the great things being done for children, given toys and coats. But I remember six months ago, those same children didn't have anything to eat. I remember that there, there was no supermarkets in their neighborhood. I remember that when these kids couldn't get to see a doctor or a dentist. Now, one day a year, we shower them with stuff they don't need, absolutely don't need it. And the rest of the year, they're suffering. It would make much, if we really want to do good, let's have clinics, let's have grocery stores, let's set it up so that the people that we're helping can help themselves with the resources they need. Let's get rid of first of um, what is it called? Payday banks, payday loans, where the interest rate exceeds anything my family ever charged when I was a kid. You couldn't get 40 or 50% interest. And that's what payday loans do. Let's get rid of them. Let's open up a way so that people can't have cash, can't have money. There are ways to do this, Joe, but to make us feel good rather than stopping and going, okay, I really want to help. So I'm going to collect coats and jackets because winter is coming and the cold is coming. And that will keep people from spending money on coats when they can spend their money on food. If they have to make a choice, it, that's not a good thing. So we, we have coats, we have food banks. Again, so people can stretch their dollar, but it's throughout the year. It's not a one-time event. So when Katie decides to punch or not punch, that's, she's doing it based on her. And her, do I want to inflict pain on someone? Do I want to make someone's life? Oh, they will feel better if I do this for them. Want to make me feel better? Give me a job, a living wage so I can afford my own groceries, rather than waiting and hoping someone will give me groceries. That's fair, or, but I don't have the ability to give someone a well-paying job. I don't have job, if I, if I did, I, I would love to. But all I can do is I see someone who clearly needs food, their card declines, step up and pay for it for them. Right, no, that's, that's, that's sadaka. that's a mitzvah. You're doing a very neat act. The other thing is we can vote for politicians who do and don't support certain projects and certain programs. So there is our individual vote, but no, you're right. It's a, it's a nice act as an individual. Uh, it just, we have to acknowledge that it's more stopgap, that I'm doing it so I will feel good, but there are food banks one can volunteer for. There are clothing drives. So motivation, isn't really a factor on whether or not something is good or bad, or is it? And doesn't our motivation evolve? Some people, as you say, take advantage of charity. 
in different ways. Some people do charity and the charity and it's misguided. But if we think in terms of charity, if we think in terms of doing good, our perspective can evolve so that we can say, oh, okay, just giving this person a jacket isn't going to do it. I can find that person a job somewhere, or I can find a community that will offer support or create, help create a community that offers support. If we continue to try, we get better at it, just like anything. Isn't that something that we could label as good? Well, Joe, you're, you're describing the Jewish concept of tzedakah. I don't like the word charity. Charity comes from the word charitas, and it means giving something to someone who's undeserving. It, it's a way of looking down on someone. You're going to, oh, I'm going to give something to, think of the word charitas, which it comes from. No, we're talking about doing the right thing. So you describe tzedakah, but you're using the word charity, which is giving to those that are undeserving or God's punishing, whatever your theology is. Now, motivation, as you describe, comes after the fact, not before. When I do something, I go, hey, that was helpful. I feel good and it made things better for the other person. Oh, that's kind of neat. So now I'm motivated to continue the process. So often we think of motivation as before the fact or external. Motivation comes from afterward, from the event, from doing. Just the opposite. You work hard. You produce a great cartoon. No one will publish it. No one likes it. Well, it, that happens enough times. Um, you're done. You're going to be demotivated. But if people accept it, then you're motivated to do more. So the let's go back to the labeling. I'm not against, yeah, it's not pleasant, so let's call it bad. But I want us to recognize that the events in and of themselves are the nature of the universe. If someone lets the evil inclination take control, they will do horrendous, bad things in the universe. And we will label it as such. However, they made a choice to do what they did. And it's, there's a result of their actions affects all of us. Rather than thinking that somehow it's in God's plan or the victim didn't do, no. There are events that and Katie is standing and she decides, oh, the good inclination, I'm gonna pay for this person's groceries. Okay, that, that was very, very nice. And Katie feels good and the person walks off with, and the money can be spent on something else. But that person then has a choice. What do I spend this extra money on? What do I do with it? And that, that is, again, part of this what is, rather than connecting. I just wanna get us away from connecting the dots in making everything all kinds of cause and effects because that makes it very difficult to solve the problem. Well, so help me understand because the nuns back at Our Lady of Lords said, God wants us to do charity. And you're saying that from a Jewish perspective, that's not the goal or that, that God has set for us? Or is there some other underlying factor? Doesn't God want us to do good things or is God completely indifferent? And I think I want you to think about that 
because I think we're going to need a whole nother episode to answer that question. Because we're still trying to get to the root of Katie's question, which is, why does God allow some bad things to happen to good people? So, Katie, I want to thank you once again for getting us into this. The, uh, and Rabbi, I'm looking at you to get us out of it. And, you know, I'll be glad to, in our next episode, we'll look at Sadaka and charity, and we'll see how to get out of what we've gotten ourselves into. Thank you, Joe, and thank you, Katie.